I'm excited. If you're joining us for the first time, we're in the middle of a series called Down by the Riverside. Um, I have loved this series um, so much. We've hit some pretty hard topics. We're going to hit another hard topic today, but I think we're all ready for it. I don't know about you, but being in pandemic right now has made me stop and think about a lot of things. It's made me stop and kind of refocus and not on myself, but on what is going on around me. And this series has kind of brought me personally to a place of stopping and doing that. And uh, are you guys ready? Let's try this. We're going to try a little bit of Down by the Riverside, right? What do you think? You ready, Pocket? All right, let's go. All right, come on, sing with me. Yep. I'm gonna lay down my burdens down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. I'm gonna lay down my burdens down by the riverside. of you this week or is faith taking over this is a question I ask myself personally every week because I feel like it's a battle of anxiety and faith and every day the news is different every day it feels as if we've heard something we've never heard before do you feel that let me know tell me where you are Let us know where you are. It's okay. Because here's the deal. Whatever you tell us, we've all been there. We're all there now. We all understand. In the past few weeks, we've talked about down by the riverside, what it means for the church and patriotism, what it means in the church for social justice. Today, we're going to talk about what does it mean for civil liberties. Civil liberties. It's a word for some and a term for some. It used to be pretty old school, but it is a heavy term. And it's a term that means a lot. Here I want to read to you what it says about civil liberties. It says, Civil liberties are guarantees and freedoms that governments commit not to abridge either by legislation or judicial interpretation without due process. 
Do you know what those liberties are? Those liberties are freedom of conscience, freedom of press, freedom of religion, freedom of expression. Ooh, I'm glad we get that expression one in there, aren't y'all? Freedom of assembly, church. The right to security and liberty, freedom of speech, right of privacy. The right of equal, and get a lot of that, equal treatment under the law. So last week we talked about social justice, which is like the action we take. Civil liberties are the laws and the rights according to the Bill of Rights that we all have. So what does that have to do with my faith? And who am I as a child of God in that? That's what we're going to talk about today. It's not an easy question. And we're going to kind of process that a little bit together today. When I was a little girl, one of my favorite things to do was watch a woman that I didn't know at all, but I loved to watch her. She was a teacher at our school, and part of what she did was bring awareness to what the school was about. And not just from an evangelism side or letting you know information, but really what your rights as a student and what they were there to do to offer you, to the parents, for the student. But I loved her enthusiasm. She was from Brooklyn, New York. She had the coolest accent. And I remember, <laughs> I remember being in audiences in the sanctuary of our school because I went to a private school. So when we met and assembled together, it was always in a sanctuary. And so there was something so connecting about being in a church sanctuary and then discussing civil liberties. Civil liberties for our world, civil liberties for our country, civil liberties in our school. And the excitement on her face when she would talk about it and what that meant and how that bridged with Scripture in every topic of conversation. But I remember, Rafe, give me that key, Oz. She would sing this. And I remembered my mom singing this song, but she had a little bit different take on it. And she would go, I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on high. Lord, lift me up and let me stand. By faith on Canaan's tail, I will stand. A higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet 
She would always tell us that wherever you are, the decisions that you have to make, you have to go for higher ground. That God would plant you, God would bring you, and you would come into situations that would not be fair. I didn't really understand what that meant. And in the past few weeks, I have to admit, it's magnified for me on many levels. Because for me, I don't think there's one side or another. Because the problem is, if one side fails, we all fail. If only one side fails, we all fail. So I mean, in 2020, who would have thought that we would be arguing and hating each other over wearing a mask? It's my right not to. But it is. It is my job to protect my brothers and my sisters. So whether my right or my God-given call to protect my brothers and sisters, that's the questions we ask. So today we're going to look at Isaiah 9-4. It says, for you shall break the yoke of their burden and the staff on their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, as at the battle of Midian. (laughs) Have you ever seen a yoke? Jackie's got a picture for you right here. Look at that. So right there, as you can see, that's a yoke. It's ugly. It's heavy. And what it would look like when you would put it on animals. I think she's got another picture back there, don't you, Jack? When you would put it on the animal, this is what it would look like. What it would allow is for the animals to stay in a straight place for you to guide them in order to till the land, in order to move a cart, whatever the job was needed. But listen, that yoke was heavy. The yoke was not comfortable. And that yoke went every single place that they went. Many of us know someone that's carrying a yoke like that. What does it look like? Someone dislikes you, wearing a mask right now. You're ridiculed for who you love or the color of your skin. Or maybe because you're female or male and you look like someone that reminds them of something really bad in their past. Or, hey, maybe you were just too nice and they didn't know how to deal with you. Whatever that yoke is that you're carrying, what is that? Is it the yoke of your childhood? The yoke of an addiction? We all carry one, don't we? What does yours look like? Just envision that right now. What does that look like for you? So then how do we help those around us? How do we help make their burdens lighter? How do we take that yoke away? What do we do? Do we help them finish the job that they needed finished? (laughs) Do we help them remove that yoke that has them bound? 
But do we remove it in a way that's loving and kind and generous? Do we live into helping everyone with their liberties? Or am I worried just about mine? Do we make sure regardless of our opinions that liberty and justice is still for all? Do we? Because we're commanded in Isaiah right here that you shall break the yoke of their burden, not mine. I'm not supposed to break my own. What this is telling me to do is break the burden of theirs. What belongs to them? Let's remove that heaviness. I think sometimes for me recently, I've gotten so caught up in what I'm feeling and the emotions and the anxiety and what's going on in my life and when my kid's going to school, when my kid's not going to school, how's it going to work in, in, in my job, my husband's job? What, is that, what does that all mean? And yet I'm missing sometimes those around me and the burdens that they carry. Then in Galatians 5, 1, it says, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Listen, I'm reminded of something I've known since I was a little girl. He that the Son has set free, and I'm not talking about S-U-N, I'm talking about S-O-N. He that the Son has set free is free indeed. No more chains. No more slavery. You see, the Son came to set us all free. And it's not up to us to decide who gets freedom. It's not up to us to decide who's right or wrong, whose opinion is whose. It's up to us once again to lift that yoke. The laws are already in place, but when we get to a place that we want to decide who gets the law, who deserves the law, things crumble. A house divided is what we become. God isn't joking around when he says everyone, he means everyone. He that the Son has set free is free indeed. When Jesus came, he didn't come to set a few of us free. He came to set us all free. He didn't have favorites. He didn't care how much money you had. He didn't care how smart you were. He didn't even care how much theology you knew. He created you. And he that the Son has set free is free indeed. And part of our job is making sure that that freedom is given and shown to everyone. So how do we do that? The words we choose, how we talk to one another in person or in social media, the actions we take. And listen, we can be the most passive-aggressive people ever on social media. We just can't. If we don't like somebody, we don't comment, we don't say anything. If we do like someone, we like everything. We unfollow. We feel happy that we can unfollow everyone, even though nobody has a clue that we've unfollowed them. 
But it matters what you do. The actions we take standing up for the injustice, we see that is happening. We advocate for others, which is something we talked about last week. The votes we make, pay attention. And what is going on in this world today? Pay attention and go vote. Go vote because that is your right. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. Just vote. Pay attention. Support people and their causes and ideas that are going to make sure freedom isn't for a few. Pay attention to even those you don't like. Pay attention to those that you are tired of them yammering. Pay attention because there's still something to learn from everyone. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom from our own thoughts and opinions. Did you know that? Maybe some of you are in this place of going, okay, but I've believed this all my life. How can it be wrong? Some of you have believed this all your life. Or maybe this was taught to you. Or maybe by sheer experience and hard times and things that you have been through, your opinion is this. But do you know how much an opinion really matters in the sight of God? I personally want to get to the place where I don't see an opinion. I don't see red or blue or black or white or male or female. I want to see a child of God. And it's a journey and it's a process. But when opinions get out of the way, when we get stinking thinking out of the way and we get our past thoughts out of the way and bad things that we have just shared and held in and let be a part of who we are, then all of a sudden, chains do really begin to break. Justice happens. You see, the scripture told us if we seek ye first the kingdom of God, it didn't tell us to do anything else. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. But here's the cool part. It says that when we do that, then all of this will be added unto us. Because our focus isn't on all these things. Our focus is on God. And then God will show us. God will show us. He will bring people into your life to help you. He will bring people in your life for you to help. He will bring people in your life that you know need your help. Freedom from what the world tries to keep us from and tell us that we don't belong. That because we are different, it's not for us. The Spirit of the Lord brings a freedom that cannot be compared to anything else. For when we live by the Spirit, we live out of our own thoughts, fear, and shame. We live in knowing that the yoke has been released, taken away, and the burdens light. And when that happens, we do that for our neighbor. We do that even for our enemy, right? We even do that for those we don't know. 
For as a Christian, we are called to love our neighbor. And that's not just saying I love you. If you really love someone, you put action behind that love. Now, I will tell you a little bit of how I do that. And I'm working on it. (laughs) Because it doesn't let any of us off the hook. Now, many of you know that Malia is my BK. That's my bonus kid. But this girl does not go anywhere without a pair of Crocs on. And I've learned a lot from this experience because Rafe and Ozzy never hesitate to share Crocs with me. Have you ever seen Crocs? They're shoes. Guys, they're made out of foam. They have holes in them. And some of you are probably wearing them today because you're letting me know that. I believe, uh, uh, Becca, you have yours on. Let me tell you what I've learned about Crocs. I've learned they're ugly and I've learned I don't like them. But my BK wears them. And I'm going to love her. It doesn't mean I have to wear them. And it doesn't mean, because I promise I'm, I'm not going to wear them. But she is. She loves She's got them in every color. She wears mixed socks with them. Socks and Crocs. We're going to write a song about that. But you know what? I love her. So I don't care. I don't care. Some of you are wearing Crocs in your life. Some of you are wearing socks and sandals in your life. But we don't care. Because we love you. And you know what? I'm wearing those myself. And you love me in spite. That's what we do. And sometimes just loving on someone begins to lift that yoke. And it begins to cause us to be in a place where we are attentive and we are paying attention to those that aren't being treated fairly or justly. Or their rights have been taken away from them. I may or may not agree with everything that is going on around me, but it is my job to love and help my brothers and sisters. I don't have to agree. But you know what? It's really not about whether I agree or not. You know your opinions are yours, but your opinions do not change God's mind. Nor will our opinions ever change God's mind because he loves us all the same. God wants the best for us all. But this is an important part, and I'm going to close with this. MLK said it like this. He said, I cannot sit idly by in Atlanta and not be concerned about what happens in Birmingham. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Because if one of us goes down, we all go down. If one group doesn't make it, we all don't make it because we have failed. If we don't begin to grab the hands of our neighbors and fight together and love together more, we all go down. We don't make this out alive. I don't know if you guys realize that or not, but we do not make it out of here alive. 
And if you don't make it, I don't make it. If I don't make it, you don't either. You see, if one of us hurts and is entreated unjustly, and we just sit back and we watch it, we all hurt. We've all been given what is ours, but that is for us all. And the greatest gift ever given to us that was freely given to us was the gift of God's love. So as you set out this week, find that neighbor. Find that person whose load is heavy. Find that person that you know that is being treated unjustly. Find that person that you know it is not fair. Father, I thank you. I thank you for being a God that in spite of us and our ways of just getting so into our own world and our own thing, you are a present God. But justice is for all. Liberty is for all. And your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord.